Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Alex Brampernard Rasmussen. And Andy Brampernard. Catherine will be in at some point. She's not not here for the beginning of the show, but which is kind of unfortunate because I was looking for... I was saving this for the family show because the best cartoon characters of all time rank. Do you have a favorite cartoon character of all time? Cartoon character. Of all time? I don't... There's just, like, so many. There's, it's like... So many. Yeah. It's like picking a favorite movie or song or whatever. It's like... I yeah. Don't know. I have a, I have a few. Yeah. You. Okay, I'll tell you, here's what I'll do. I'll run through the list. Okay. The top 20, and when we get to yours, let me know. Great. Okay. Yeah, number one's a given, I think. We'll see. Bugs Bunny I'm, or Mickey Mouse, I'm sure. 20 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, Andy, yeah, struck home with you right away. Definitely got to be up there. Because you loved that when you were a kid. And then I get the salute. Uh, number 19 is Popeye the Sailor Man, which you don't even see Popeye anymore, do you? Most recent Popeye media I'm aware of is the Robin Williams movie. Yeah. And that is Yeah, I was going to say, new. if you said to like, a Gen Z Popeye the Sailor, they'd be like, who are you talking no, about? No, they have no idea who the hell what that, that is. is. No, they would not know who that is. Who are you referring to? Another one of my favorites of all time, number 18, Casper the Friendly Ghost. He's, I, another, love, I love Casper. That's another very dead IP, though. Yeah, I, I love Casper. Casper's great. Very friendly ghost. What Very could friendly be, ghost. What could be better? Number 17, another great one, Garfield. <laughs> I thought Garfield the cat was wonderful. No. No? No. He's so annoying. He's but annoying. He's okay. so annoying. You made lots of spaghetti. Think about if you had a person that acted like Garfield in your life. You would hate them. You know, what's really kind of bad about this for me is I like every one of these. <laughs> as well, I'm I mean, looking at them. I mean, the top 20, so... Yeah. yeah, you should. That's true. <coughs> yeah. Number 16 is Tweety and Sylvester. Love Tweety. Absolutely. You were named Tweet when you were born. After yes. Tweety birth. You were Tweety Giant head. Because you had a giant head with big eyes. Huge just eyes. like Tweety. So cute. Porky Pig. You like Porky Pig? I never really cared that much for Porky Pig. Yeah. He's kind of one note. Yeah, like yeah that's true. He's like a C-list Cartoon yeah, character, I'd he, say. he's a supporting character. Yeah, I like, can see that. Why is Pete he from on Sartell there? says Homer should be on there, and we have a mm. couple votes for Goku in the chat, which you guys know don't know is. who Goku is. Who, what, who's Goku? Dragon Ball Z. Oh, oh okay, I yeah. see. Okay, so we had uh, left off at Porky Pig. Then we have Daffy Duck, which is one of my favorites. My mother hated Daffy Duck. <clears throat> yeah, very hyper. Like very hyper, and always got like some smart ass thing to say. Attitude. So Tush did not like Daffy Duck. <laughs> yeah, not her kind of duck. Uh, Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner. Is this all going to be Mary Melody's character? I was going to say. Jeez, every single one so far. I oh, think. really? Well, half of them. Well, Wiley Coyote was a good was a good character, didn't you think? He was another like. Well, he never talked. Yeah, but they were like they were a team. Like without mm. one, you didn't have the other. Yeah. I know two children named Wiley. Oh, do yeah, you really? I knew two. Yeah. I know two boys named Wiley, and I'm like, do you, do you know what that means? Well, Wiley just means, like, clever. Yeah, like cunning. Yeah, cunning. cunning. Yeah, there you go. Like, you yeah. named your kid cunning. <laughs> okay, number 12, the Rugrats gang. They're, they're uh, in your generation, uh, right? Yeah, back into the yes. millennial stuff, that's I for sure. I freaking love the Rugrats. Okay, Andy, you too? I was never a huge fan of the Rugrats. Oh, you Rugrats. never were? They were babies. I hated them. Oh, uh, yeah, Andy's oh, never well. been a baby fan except his own baby. No, nope. about... even then it's... Uh... Yeah, it's... This is one that JB told me about. He said, Tom, you got to watch this show. South Park. The oh, South yeah. Park Kids. Absolutely South Park. not. Not? I, I hate that show. <laughs> you hate I South Park? Hate is it, it too negative? It's pretty negative. I hate it. South Park has a, a lot of very high highs, but also a lot of very low lows. Yeah, it's it's yeah. one of those shows I mean, where it's like several years back, probably 10 years ago, I went and just watched all of them. And mm -hmm. it's rare that I will skip an episode of something I'm watching. 
Like if I'm going back and watching The Simpsons or like you know Star Trek or something like that, I never skip. Even if an episode is not good, yeah, I'm just gonna slog through it. But South Park has a lot of episodes where it's just this is so bad I can't watch it. Really, I feel bad about wasting my time watching this. It's so, but it also has some of the you know best moments in cartoon history of all time. So it's yeah. Is it because it got too political? Yeah, that's a lot of it. There's a lot of episodes that are just basically like Trey and Matt telling you what to think. Yeah, that's Which true. is very yeah. annoying. All right, we go to the top ten. Number ten, Optimus Prime from Transformers. Never saw it. Never cared about Couldn't, it. I was a little yeah. too young for Transformers. Yeah, I'm not. I don't have anything to say about it. So basically, I'm too old and you're too young well, for Optimus Prime. I was a, too young and also too old. Because the Transformers yeah. were big in, like, the early 80s, but then they came back, and then they were big in, like, what, 2005 or something? Oh, really? When was the 3D movie with... Uh... Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. And Megan Fox. Yeah, that was, like, the mid-2000s. Yeah. By then, I was too old to care, but when I was a kid, yeah. I was too young to care about the cartoon, because it had gone off the air, I think, by the time I was born. I remember hearing about it, but i never seen it. Yeah. I've never seen the show. Number nine. Uh-oh. This... This only being number nine pisses me off. Number nine, Snoopy and Charlie Brown. Oh, there you go, Minnesota Pride. We do love now, Snoopy and Charlie. I got Snoopy on my shirt right now. You sure Matter of fact, just yesterday I sat down and was watching Charlie Brown, Peanuts, the whole thing, watching Charlie Brown with Ethan. He loves yep, the Peanuts movie. He loves the Peanuts movie. It's a very cute movie. It is. It's a great movie. So, yes, we're highly rated in this household. Mm-hmm. Number eight, Scooby-Doo. Never cared for Scooby-Doo. I like I Scooby-Doo. really either, but Ethan likes Scooby-Doo. Does he? Mm-hmm. I like Scooby-Doo. I, and it's Do not... Like I don't like necessarily Scooby-Doo the dog himself. Like, I mean, there's well, yeah. not a lot going on, but the show I like because I always like, you know, solving mysteries and it's but spooky. But you know what and really and ruined Scooby-Doo, and a lot of people would agree? The movie. Well, there's a lot of movies. The live action, but terrible. Before movie. before that, what? when did everyone decide that this show sucks now? I don't know. I don't know when. I'll give you a hint. Ta 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 ta. Puppy power. What are you talking about? They introduced Scrappy Doo. Oh, that's right. The puppy. Yeah. Scrappy Doo. Who People talked didn't... all the time. People and didn't was like was just that. basically comic relief the entire time. And everyone was like, what is this? The whole deal. Oh, I mean, Scrappy-Doo. Scrappy. Um, the concept of, like, a bunch of people, a bunch of cartoon characters solving a crime with a dog while a fake audience laughs in the background yeah. wasn't ridiculous enough. They mm-hmm. had to add Scrappy. Yeah, he need, they I needed get, him. Oh, here comes Nana, I think. <clears throat> there she is, Miss America. Yeah, we're going over the top uh, cartoon character. What? You all right? Okay. Okay. Oh, wow. What'd she say? She hates Delta so much, ladies and gentlemen. Apparently she does. <laughs> I, just, seriously, customer service in America has gotten to be the most ridiculous. Yep. I think it's customer service I have service called everywhere. for um, service on cars. Don't ever call a service department for cars during lunch hour. Because apparently oh, God, everyone no. leaves the building. And oh, nobody, God, no. <laughs> the the time that people would have to take off of work to sit and do, you know, appointments... You can't do that anymore because there's nobody in customer service. Anyway, yeah, Delta, Alex. Yeah, they said F-U-C-K. Bye-bye. What? Yeah, for the five-and-a-half-hour delay. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, oh that's yeah. fun. Neat. Yeah. Yeah, Alex, I, I and gave... And lied about it on top of it. Well, they're saying that they did not lie. I made it all up. I'm the liar. Oh, you're the liar? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right, let me yeah. run some cartoon characters by you. It might cheer you up. <laughs> We've been through the top uh, nine. thirteen of. Uh, we're on nine, right? We're on number no, no, we're on number seven. After I scroll up, that Scooby was, was eight. eight. Scooby was oh, eight. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So here are the, the ones we've been through, Catherine. So tell us if we like any of them. Okay. <laughs> any of them. You ready? I am so ready. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Popeye the Sailor Man. Casper the Friendly Ghost. All good. Okay. <laughs> Garfield. Tweety and Sylvester. Uh, Yes, of course. Love Tweety Bird. Okay. Porky Pig. Mm. 
I mean, well, that's what I, I said. exactly. We were like child, but he, back when I yeah. back when I was a kid, there was not that much available, <laughs> so I liked it. You had to, kind of had to. You had to like yeah. it. Probably true. Probably to uh, Daffy Duck. I love Daffy Duck. Okay, Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner. Uh, Roadrunner is my favorite. Yes. Okay, uh, mm. the Rugrats gang. Uh, no. Yeah, I, find, I, I found them highly annoying. Yeah, but the me kid, too. But Alex loved them. I loved the Rugrats. <laughs> you loved them. I so. loved did too. the Rugrats. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like a yeah deep millennial. Well, although Melissa's five years younger. Well, than it's I am, also. But. I mean, they're not stupid. They they program to a specific audience. Well, of yes. course, yeah. So, yeah, it's I like mean, it was a very specific age group yes, that the absolutely. Rugrats catered to. Mm-hmm. Uh, number ten. We got, oh, wait a minute, number 11 is South Park Kids. I don't know that. You know South Park. You know know South South Park. Park. Oh, you mean, oh, I thought Kids was like a different spinoff or something. It's it's the Rugrats version of South Park. Oh, actually, speaking of which, a little aside, I saw the dumbest IP uh, dredge I've ever seen in my life. What's that? So the idea of South Park Kids being stupid. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a new show out there aimed at toddlers. And it's about the Rocketeer. The Rocketeer from like 1925. Well, I mean, the movie takes place in the 20s, but it's the the movie was from like the 80s, I think. Yeah, early 80s. Right. Yeah, they brought back the Rocketeer, and made it into a kids movie. Well, it's like of all things to make into a kids movie, why would you pick a movie? I don't know. Because yeah, they can, they figure it out. Because they can, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they can do it. Weird. Okay, Catherine, we go to the top ten. Optimus Prime from the Transformers. I never saw it, don't know. Couldn't care less. I prefer Rodimus Prime. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like Bumblebee. Uh, number nine, Snoopy and Charlie Brown. Best ever. Yeah. Best ever. Obligatory. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. Number eight is Scooby-Doo. Well, looking back, it's stupid. But oh, yeah. I thought it was good at one time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Casey Kasem was the voice on that show. That's he was bad. shaggy. He was shaggy. What? Yeah, Casey yeah. Kasem was. You yep. didn't know that? Yeah. This is brand new information to me. <laughs> he, he did a lot of voices. He did, actually. That's did amazing. And the Tony the Tiger guy. He was the voice of NBC for a long time, oh, I remember. That's good for him. When he was, I was doing CBS <laughs> and he was doing NBC. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, number seven, Ash Ketchum and Pikachu I, from Pokemon. Pokemon. I knew they were going to be on there. I was like, of Ash course, Ketchum yeah. and Pikachu <laughs> are going to be... Andy's a big fan. <clears throat> yep. We all like Pokemon. Ash is still going, and he's still 12 years old somehow. Nice. happening. 20-something years later, he's has not aged. Still rocking and rolling. You're, you're not liking it? I, I've never been a Pokemon. I'm not, it's just not no. my... No. No. You, had to, you have to vibe. have gotten into it when you were like 12 years old. The character. Yeah, yeah, not sure. my vibe. That makes sense. <laughs> Tom and Jerry. Well, I knew they were going to be on there. I was like, yeah. Tom and Jerry have to be on there. I loved it when I was a kid. I look back and it's like, man, those were violent cartoons. Oh, my gosh. We watched, okay, we were at a hotel once and it was like you could watch like QVC or Tom and Jerry and the kids were with us and we were like, okay, we'll watch Tom and Jerry. And I was like, this is way violent. Like this is really violent. Really. And this is for children. Yeah. Yeah. Sledgehammers and things. I know. I was like, oh, my gosh. Who hasn't done that? I know. Very violent. Yeah. In real life. Yeah. All right, we've made it to the top five. These are the top five cartoon characters of all time, according to the votes it got. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Fred Flintstone, number five. That Absolutely. was um, Fantastic. Officer Dave's vote. Oh, yeah. Officer Dave voted yeah, for Fred Flintstone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got to have him. I watched that there every day go. when I came home from school. By coincidence, we were watching uh, Griselda last night, which is a phenomenal show starring Sofia Vergara. It's about a it's a true story of the Medellin cartel and cocaine sales in the Miami area of the United States. It's really good, hmm. don't you think? But it made me think about, about that because they were ev- everybody smoking a cigarette all the time on that show. And doing coke. <laughs> and doing cocaine, exactly. Yes, you but remember the Fred Flintstone Barney Rubble commercial trying to sell Winston cigarettes. Oh, Barney, yeah. yep. have you noticed that Winston cigarettes... Winston's tastes good, mm-hmm. like a cigarette should. Jeez. <laughs> like, uh, 
cigarette should. Yep. That's the guy that got cartoon characters trying to sell kids cigarettes. Great. That's real nice. Great. So the, the world has gotten better in some ways. Some ways. Don't you think? Mm, oh, yeah. I've been corrected. Oh. As of last year, Ash Ketchum has retired. Really? Uh, yeah. What? I did not know that. Yeah. What's, two new heroes taking his place. They replaced Ash. 25 years old. Yeah, they're gonna or 25 re- years of the 10-year-old. So well, he technically should be 35 years well, old. Well, everything uh, has to be rebranded to today's tastes and political climate. Too. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. All right, what do we have left? That is true. We have four <sighs> left. Okay. SpongeBob SquarePants. Knew he was going to oh, be yeah, on there. Of course. Hilarious. Love. He's got to be one of the highest grossing cartoon characters of all so time. So oh, funny. Actually, I wonder. Oh, gosh. You're good. You're good. You're, you're good. good. We still do that. <laughs> yeah. There was That's a true. there was a, a ghost pirate ship. Yeah, that yeah. episode was called Shanghai. Shanghai. Yeah, and uh, who was trying to park it? Was it Patrick? Uh, yes. Patrick is trying to park this giant ship, and he's just scraping and ruining the whole ship parking it. And SpongeBob keeps going, you're good, you're good, you're good, you're good. You're good. <laughs> that was Such very funny. And who are you calling a pinhead in Patrick's head? When <laughs> yeah, and he's like yeah. drooling. Ah, sometimes, I, sometimes those <clears throat> cartoons just pop into my head, and I just start laughing, mm-hmm. and people think, is she a little psychotic? Or and you say, with her? yes. <laughs> no, I haven't seen these, but there are only three left, and we haven't seen a word yet about Bugs Bunny, have we? No Bugs, no Simpsons. No, no Simpsons? No, no Dragon Ball, no anime at all. No Mick, Mickey Mouse. And Isn't, no Mickey can, Mouse. Isn't Pokemon anime? Oh, yeah, it's just supposed to technically Pokemon is anime. So it's, that's the only anime on that list. But, but well, I got... ha- n- Number one's going to be Mickey Mouse, Bugs Bunny, and Homer Simpson. I guarantee it. So those are the three? Those are the top three. Okay, I'm scrolling. Number three, the entire Simpsons family. Yeah, Boom. There you go. <laughs> Very good. You know, when, so when did the Simpsons start? 80... 1910? Yeah, for <laughs> yes, real. 1910. And you know, understood that this is just a cartoon, um, and I started watching it. The political commentary on there was always hilarious. Yeah. I thought it was it was brilliantly written, actually. There are only two left, so I think some of my favorite characters. One of them is not going to make it. Okay. Because I loved Bugs Bunny, and I didn't sure. see Bugs Bunny on the list anywhere so far, right? No. But I also love Daffy Duck, and I don't see his name Daffy on there. Daffy Duck was on there. We talked about it. He was like Daffy. 17 Oh, yeah, Daffy Duck was on there. Yeah. You're right. Daffy Duck was on the list. Okay. So we go to number two. Number two is Bugs Bunny. There you so, go. Okay. So they all have made it on the list yep, so far. So the number one has to be exactly who you It'll be it Mickey Mouse. I guarantee yeah. it. You guys agree? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number one is Mickey Mouse. You're absolutely right. Actually, I, they did a pretty good job with that list, I think. I like pretty much all well, the ones that I know of. And they're going to be kind of going away from Mickey Mouse, right? Because he's lost his... He's not licensed or anything? No, the original, or original, no. The original yeah. design was, from Steamboat Willie yeah, like, is no longer copyrighted. Oh. But that's it. Yeah, people. But that's it. I know people yeah. are like Mickey's. There's not going to be any Mickey's in any of the parks anymore, and it's turned into this like ridiculous oh, thing. It's like no, it's something very no, it's simple. Just, it's just a very sp- it's a specific design. Yeah. Even the name Mickey Mouse is still copyrighted. His voice, all yes. that. It's right. just that one earliest design of it. Well, it's I, like Winnie the Pooh when Winnie the Pooh went um, public domain. Yeah. Technically, the only thing that went public domain was the. Uh, book illustrations, I believe. Oh, really? Like the new red shirt, uh, new adventures of Winnie the Pooh design. Mm-hmm. That's still copyrighted. Oh, okay. Yeah. I really don't like the weird. The Ren and Stimpy one? Yes. Yeah. It's so weird. It's looking, yeah. yeah it's it's awful. What is this Ren and Stimpy one of what? There's this, the new Mickey cartoons. They're yeah. animated. Oh. And it looks a lot like Ren and well, Stimpy. They look evil. And they're, and they're injuring just like, they're each very, other. 
grotesque. Yeah. And it's very weird. And they're yeah, just hurting like each other. Yeah, and I'm like, really how is this bad. Mickey Mouse? No, I don't. It's not well done at all, in my no, opinion. It's terrible. Well, I mean, the original Steamboat Willie was basically just him torturing animals the entire time. So. <laughs> was it really? He was playing animals like instruments, like hitting chickens with a mallet to make them make buck buck sounds, and he was like playing a cat like a washboard. Yeah. He wasn't <laughs> it is a, amazing. He wasn't though. a nice mouse in the beginning. Vicky. It'll happen. <laughs> It'll happen. What are you gonna? So yeah, that's pretty good. We got through the best cartoon characters of all time, and pretty much agreed with all all forty of them, I think. Yeah, pretty much. Forty. Or the what? 30? Twenty. Twenty. Or twenty? Oh, there were twenty. Yeah, one hundred. All thousand. Yeah, all one hundred of no them. No Goku exactly. though. Mm. <clears throat> you think it's still too young? Well, it can't be too young. That's people no. in their late thirties. Yeah. It? Dragon Ball Z was like ninety something. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Okay, Alex, I want to run this one by you and see what you think of this. Yes. You know who Alyssa Milano is? The world's dumbest human being. Oh! Alyssa. She's right up there. Milano. Alyssa Milano. Like the cookie. Um, She is asking you to help fund a trip for her son's baseball team. Her son's baseball team's going on a trip, and she went, did an appearance to promote, please help fund my son's uh, baseball team. You know, they they raise money on this kind of stuff, right? I just I just did a Booster Club pancake breakfast yesterday. You what's that? I just worked at a Booster Club pancake breakfast yesterday to raise funds for dance. Okay, would you have done this? If you were asking people to help fund your son's or your daughter's events, Mm -hmm. would you have arrived in a two hundred thousand dollar car? I would not have done that. (laughs) Yeah. I I rolled up in my beat up Subaru. So (laughs) beat up Subaru did it. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to drive a two hundred thousand dollar car to a charity benefit where you're asking people to give you money. I was gonna say, why does she need people to give her money? She doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, it's the thing. Why doesn't she just pay for it? She's trying to be relatable. Yeah, that's the new thing. It's like celebrities pretending that they need your help. Exactly. Interesting. Well, it's like that whole The Rock and Oprah supposedly raising funds for the Maui victims and nobody got any money whatsoever. No? Yeah. 
That's exactly huh. right. Oh, you did find that out to be true? Yeah, The Rock actually apologized for the whole thing. and oh. um, Oprah yeah. never will because she's she might be one of the worst human beings ever born. She's beloved, Tom. Beloved. beloved. Yeah, the beloved. Rock seems like a legitimately good guy. Yeah. Seems like it. I was kind of surprised when he teamed up with her. It didn't make sense. Yeah. I don't know. I just, well, first of all, I should say this. I can make that call on Oprah because I do. I have never liked daytime talk television, no matter who was doing it. Daytime television is just mm-hmm. why? Why <laughs> do they make such bad programming? Well, because they can. for it's... people that are, you know, if you're home all day, it's either you're probably older mm-hmm. and you know you're home a lot, or you've got kids. And you're a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home parent or something, and you've got a couple hours here and there to, you know, chill out. It's just so bad. It's always been bad, It's really bad. And, I mean, I understand the soap opera thing because that's just something you can just, like, mindlessly Mm -hmm. watch, and it's sort of this, you know, sometimes you just have... You don't need to catch up on all 2,500 episodes. Five or six soap operas at the same time, you know, were just a little, was so so much overkill because some of them got so popular. So I kind of understand that mindless need. And the game shows, my mother used to watch these game shows in the afternoon. (laughs) If I was homesick, she'd turn on the game shows and she was really into them. Your mother was? Oh, yeah. She would, like, oh, yell at the that. TV and everything. Oh, yeah? I remember <laughs> when we were go. babysat by Sandy, she'd always be watching The Price is Right. The Price is Right. The Price is yep. Right. Yep, no, yep. I think that was one right. of my mom's. And mm-hmm. um, But this, like, The View and oh, Oprah. God. and uh, Dr. Phil was kind of, I liked Dr. Phil because he was kind of like a breath of fresh air. Yeah, you time. went through a Dr. Phil phase. Yeah. Well, he was, you know. And Dr. Oz. Yeah, he made some sense. Dr. Oz, you know, with the whole vitamin supplements constantly. Like, you know, if your pinky finger hurts when you get up in the morning, if you take these 12 vitamins, it might change your life. And it was like, okay, I got a little. And it could. Yeah. But Dr. Phil, once he got all movie star. Yeah, he got it. Everything was all about being in Hollywood. Uh, I didn't like him anymore. D. Hart uh, offered a missing part of the list. Okay. Mm. He-Man. The cartoon? He Man wasn't in there. No, the no, real was not in there. person right. dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't he remember said. you guys watching. The real He Man. He Man's going to be number one, best show ever, but he wasn't even on there. Wasn't even on the list. No He Man. What are you going to do? No power of grace, go for you. Okay, I need your help on this headline. Okay. This is from the, from the Wall Street Journal headline What the hell? Europe chafes at America's protectionist tilt. After the Biden administration echoes Trump's restrictive trade views, European officials worry the U.S. isn't what it used to be. What do they mean by this? Well, it isn't. I don't know what any of those words mean. Yeah. yeah. You're going to have to read that whole article so we understand. <coughs> I'm not reading the whole article, but I'll read some of it. President Biden's 2021 declaration that America is back was welcomed by European officials eager to move past their trade troubles with the Trump administration. Yet instead of reversing uh, policies driven by Donald Trump's protectionist views, uh, Biden has advanced many of them. The president has kept trade barriers in place, left European companies out of subsidies designed to bolster U.S. manufacturing, and surprised allies with tighter restrictions on Chinese access to American technology. Why would we subsidize European countries? And to why would we give our domestic? That doesn't make any sense. Why you're would we just get something from them? Uh, yep. But why would you give our technology to China? Yeah, no, it's trying to get something from them. So basically, this is just globalists being globalists. You're not allowed to look out for yourself. You have to give it all to us. That's right. Mm -hmm. Well, look at TikTok. That's a Chinese-owned company, is it not? I believe so. Is it not also the the hottest place on the internet now? Mm, For Zoomers, it is. Yeah. For Zoomers, is that who it is? Gen Z. Yep. Gen Z. Uh, many uh, Europeans feel that Trump, seemingly uh, en route to the Republican nomination, might abandon Ukraine and the North American Treaty Organization, as well as inject chaos into global trade. They have uh, nonetheless come to believe that regardless of the winner of the expected Biden-Trump rematch, the U.S. economic policies have tilted for, from their favor. The honeymoon is over, one European diplomat said. Diplomats and officials across Europe are wondering whether the bloc can rely on the United States to continue backing the rules-based trading system or if they face the possibility of economic conflict between longtime allies. But I have a question for you. 
isn't what they're talking about the fact that we just gave away the store for decades? Yep. So sure why wouldn't we want to get away from that? We gave you everything for 40, 50, longer than that now, 70 years. After World War II, you've gotten everything you've ever asked for. Maybe it's time to take care of yourself. What do you think? Mm. Well, think it's I even think possible. Yeah, you know, that's the thing is they've become so reliant on U.S. handouts right. that now they're panicking. But but we're the bad guys because we don't want to do the handouts anymore. We're the bad guys. What's the thing? It's like you're not the good guy for giving them fifty years worth of stuff. You're the bad guy for stopping after 50 years of free stuff. Yeah, and it, it, it literally is more like 70 years since the early 50s. Yeah. Actually, probably the late 40s even when you want to look all the way back. Look, I, I understand that, that countries need to protect each other and to help each other and all the rest of it. But we gave and gave and gave and gave and gave for all these years. And now we're the bad guys because you don't give as much anymore. Yep. That makes no sense to me. Yeah, I've never understood. Yeah, I just, the whole thing. Why does everybody have to be so filthy with money? It's always, always about money now, isn't it? Do you find that to be true in your generation? Well, actually, uh, I'm reminded of a ancient stone tablet that I just read. <laughs> you just read an ancient stone tablet? Jesus. A schoolboy wrote it 3,800 years ago. Okay. And it can be paraphrased like this. Um, Dear Mom, my friend has a dad who doesn't make as much money as my dad, yet he has new clothes. You must not love me enough to make me new clothes every year. Really? That's 3,800 years ago. Really? Yeah, people have Kids are guilting their moms about not buying them the freshest new outfits. Yeah. Yep. As Ricky Gervais says, we're just... Apes with big yeah. brains. Yeah, he li- he literally said, you mu- you don't love me enough yeah. to make me new clothes. Yeah. It's really? Like it's, yeah. That could come from something written today. Whatever first uh, caveman climbed out of the cave and smacked somebody over the head so that he could take their food, uh, we haven't changed. <laughs> no. It's just a little bit different. Civilization is the only thing that helped. When we formed actual civilizations. Yeah, the nature of a human being. And, you know... And mm-hmm. manners and all that kind of stuff. It, it, other, you know, I mean, look at how anybody acts. People go to prison. The instant, I mean, look at how they act in prison. Yep. Yeah. You know, you you lose that fabric of society, and people just revert to being animals, which mm-hmm. is how we are, sadly. So it's just an animal thing, I basic think so. animal thing. Lizard brain people. I gotta believe you're probably right about that. I, I just say whatever. Whatever works. Well, right now I'm just mad at people in general. So. And why are you mad at people in general? I told you, Delta really pissed me off. <laughs> Very pissed. Well, yeah, you were. You guys were on an airplane for what five and a half hours. No, we I weren't gave, on I an gave Alex's family like all my miles because Delta now flying in and out of Minneapolis has gotten to be so ridiculous. It's seven hundred for coach. Yeah. For it's like crazy. back in the back coach mm-hmm. seven hundred a piece, which is. I think it's now, what did, I just read a statistic. Flying out of Minneapolis now is like almost 60% more than it was three years ago. 60% more? Yeah. I don't doubt it. It's outrageous how much it costs to fly in and out of Minneapolis. So anyway, I gave them all my miles so that they could fly over the Christmas holiday because it's so expensive and so annoying to try to get a decent rate out of Minneapolis. And they were delayed Five hours, 24 minutes, according to the mm. person I talked to today. Mm-hmm. And they said at um, at the airport, Alex, right, it, that it was weather related. Yeah, we went. So we were it was like delayed two or three times before we even showed up to the airport. Everybody we were, else was getting out mm-hmm. that were flying out at the exact same time. Yeah. And we were like because we ran into people that we knew at the airport and we were like, are you on the same flight as we are? Because we know that they spend time in the same area and they were like yeah we've been here since 8 a.m and it was like i don't know it was like 1 30 yeah. at this point so i kept calling customer <clears throat> service and wondering what was going on because it was nice weather in minneapolis was your airplane there by the way yeah they and said the plane was there the whole time yeah they, okay so that was see that was the lie they said it was weather related there was no weather in minneapolis there was no weather in florida there was no weather 
on the weather map. Yeah, like Miami flights, Miami flights were going, Fort Lauderdale flights were going. Everybody's getting out. So I sat on the phone with customer service, and and somebody said that it was a piece of equipment that wasn't getting on the plane. Well, that, when it's Delta's fault, they're supposed to compensate you for delays over, especially over five hours. So I was like, okay, well, then why are they telling everybody at the airport that it's weather-related? Um, she said, I don't know. So this is what you do. You have to go in and you have to put a complaint form in, yada, 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 yada. So I get, I've dug into it because I wanted to fly again. And um, they had closed the case without talking to me. So I wrote a little note saying, it would be nice to know what you guys decided. <laughs> <laughs> I just closed the case. Bye. So anyway, apparently she tried to call me, and I didn't answer the phone. So um, I ended up on the phone again with a customer service representative who was very nice, and she said, "No, it is what it was weather related, and it doesn't matter if it's weather in Minneapolis or Fort Lauderdale or wherever you're going. It can be weather someplace else in the United States." So it's an air traffic control issue. That's what it was. A tornado 3,000 miles away looks pretty scary. So everybody else got out. They told me on the phone it was an an equipment thing. And now we're back. Now it's air traffic control. So that's just too bad that you were delayed five hours, 24 minutes. Yeah. And like when we got on the plane, they didn't say anything about a delay at all. They didn't? No. We just got on the plane, and they were like, thanks for coming on. Let's get out of here. And then we, like, left. They didn't say anything at all about a delay. That is amazing. So, I mean, I can understand when the weather's bad. Yes. When there's no yeah, weather yeah, yeah. anywhere and <clears throat> five hours, 24 minutes, I yeah. can even understand a two- to three-hour delay because of heavy traffic because it's the holiday week. Yeah. But five hours, 24 minutes is a very long time. It's a super long time. Yeah, I think we were delayed a total of four times. Yeah. So, anyway. So now mom's angry at humanity. Well, (laughs) they tell me something, and like I said, this is just how it is trying to get anything done in America. You should ask the people that we saw at the airport if they got money, because he, if anybody's going to get money, it's him. Well, yeah, because he's a multi, I mean, I don't know how many hundreds of millions of air miles he has. Mm-hmm. He's got clout. I got nothing. Yeah, he does have clout. I'm not going to say names. Oh, it's somebody uh, we know. Yeah. I, I will ask him as a matter of you fact. You should. Because I'm, yeah. Because then you can be like, hey, I know somebody yeah. that was on this flight and they got money. Give me my money. Right. <laughs> Show me the money. So they did get money? No, I'm saying no. you should ask if they did. Oh, ask if they did. Okay. Because he's also yeah. really, really good at complaining about things and getting what he wants well i just like i said i don't know and usually they're supposed to have a record of your conversation and that they told me that it was equipment failure Mm -hmm. or not equipment failure a piece of equipment wasn't loaded on the plane that's what they told me originally that's what they did tell you i do remember that Mm -hmm. yeah and it was just a flat-out lie correct i don't know somebody's lying and apparently it's me (laughs) <laughs> it's you. <laughs> we figured it me. out. We I'm, figured I'm the, case closed. I'm the liar. <laughs> yeah, I just don't. I really don't understand how you screwed things up and you don't have to pay well, for this it. This has been my no whole sense. week. I I looked at a credit card bill and I saw my Supra E key. I haven't been in real estate for two years, maybe three. Yeah, as soon as my dad came up and COVID and stuff, I was like, yep. I can't drag COVID into the right. old folks' home, so I'm going to have to step back from this. So anyway, so I did, and there's this thing that we have. It's called an e-key. It's an electronic way of getting into houses without having to have codes and um, right. all that stuff. And it's a little bit. It's more secure for the homeowner. So anyway, I think it's like I don't know, twelve bucks a month or something like that to have it. I called them and told them to cancel my e-key. They have been charging me this entire time. Cool. Yeah. But I just don't understand. Every, uh, and this is what I'm saying. You call and you think something is done. You you um, scan the document to the people that want the document, and it's the wrong document. 
please send us a different document. It's like, you told me to send you this one. <laughs> when does it actually get done? When can we just like, you know, check the box, this is done, the to-do list is over. And it, it just, you do that, you spend hours and hours getting all of this little niggling crap done that we have to do, you know, in our lives. And 30, 40 days later, you have to redo it. Never got done. Who isn't doing their part? Is it is it all these customer service people that are at home and they just get paid per call and they just throw it in the garbage can when you're done? How, how is it working that nothing is getting done? And as an employer, if your employee isn't doing their job and you have to pay somebody to do the same thing three times before it's actually finished, that has got to be a really bad business model. That's why they're cutting every big giant tech company is cutting thousands of jobs now. It's because they have all these useless people who aren't doing anything. I think that must be true because nobody's doing anything when I ask nope. them to, even if I'm very, very polite and pleasant. Sometimes the only way I get anything done is to not be polite and pleasant. And then they take you seriously and get it done. Yeah, there are too many jobs out there that basically exist so that they can point at them and say, look at all these new jobs we've added, all these positions we've added to our company. We must be going really fast. Well, that raises their stock price. Yep, exactly. Mm -hmm. So they make a bunch of fake positions and they say, look, 500 new positions we'd opened up just last year. But now the bloat has gotten to the point where they have to cut these positions and people are like, how could this have happened? I've I was getting paid $200,000 a year to go to yoga once a week and post Instagram pictures of the smoothies at the cafeteria. <laughs> I'll do that. And then, they, they're, and then they're surprised that that lifestyle isn't sustainable. It's like, how are you so disconnected from the real world? Yeah, and it's just like going to Target. We went, I, w I brought Melissa and Ethan to Target last week, and we go in there, and the um, self-service checkout lines are, you know, there's miles of people waiting to check out mm -hmm. there's 14 cash registers one person ringing i mean <laughs> and there and there's a couple of people standing around uh, directing people to go to the self-service counters i don't think i've ever seen more than like a third of the cashiers open at one time that's it makes you wonder why they build all these lanes if i will they say don't ever yeah. ever yeah. use them all i know somebody that works kind of like higher up in target uh -huh. corporate and she was like targets in the south are completely different they're run completely differently and designed completely differently than the targets up north why, why because don't they have a uniform product throughout america because there's something about people that live in the south and if they think if target like if you took the Edina Target and put it in the south, people would not go there because they're like, it, oh, they think they're fancy. We can't afford to go to Target. It's too fancy. Too fancy to go to yeah, Target. Yeah, like they think they're so cool. Really? And yeah, like they're really weird about it, I guess. Yeah, there's like been tons of research to show that people in the south like do not like super nice big stores. Huh. Why? That's interesting. I don't know. They're some like of those, some of those WalMarts are like a shiny new city. Yeah, I don't know. But they like, if they're in them. if they're candy stores, salons, <clears throat> everything. Yeah, I don't know. And like, because wa Walmart is not fancy. Everyone knows Walmart's not fancy. It's like, oh, it's right. Walmart. Oh. Walmart's like the lowest of the low. But like Target, oh. since it's not a southern company and it hasn't been around for as long they're like oh target thinks they're so cool showing up here i guess maybe with that your... explains it but it, it encourages people to do just do online pickup yep which yeah. keeps people from buying extra stuff when you go into target because if i go into yeah. target for that's um, true motrin <laughs> i'm going to come out with four other things at least maybe 10 yes <laughs> i mean it's it's in their best interest to get people in the store in my opinion yes but their policies of customer service are not making it feel like you want to go in there because I don't want to stand in line for 10 minutes. 
I don't with know. a screaming toddler <clears throat> to check out. Every Target up here is so nice and so well run. And every Target I've ever been to in Florida is like a dumpster fire. <laughs> I wonder why that is. It's crazy. Like, I, huh. I hate going to Target down there. I'm like, this place, really? yeah. nobody's around. Yeah. That's true. Nobody's around to help you. That no. is true Nobody's in there. Florida. Yeah. Like, who, does anyone work right. here? Do I, yeah, like, and what's it's going dirty. On? Yeah. Well, the one, the one in Crap's town. Crap's just thrown everywhere. The one, the one way out in the suburbs is nice. Yeah, it's a nice one. Yeah, that one yeah. makes sense. It is but good. I, yeah. Know, I don't want to drive 35 minutes to go to a Target either. Yeah. When I have That's one five weird. minutes away. I understand. I want to I, thank. The, whoop. Not done. No. I was going to change subjects. Or to what? I, I watched a show and I was sick that I think you would like. Okay, I want to hear about it because mom and I have watched the first two episodes of what's it called? Griselda. Griselda. Yes. Oh my God, is that show good? It's that's, phenomenal. That's good. I watched so many movies and oh, you so did. much TV. I was in bed for three days. Right. Fully, yeah. like, couldn't do anything other than just lay there. And then on the third day, I was like, if I watch another show or another movie, my brain is going to explode. Yeah. And I can't do this anymore. So I scrolled through Instagram for a day. No, it was like one of those, like, you're just laying there and you can't sleep. Oh. I slept fine at night. But during the day, no. No. I could could maybe fall asleep for like 20 minutes and then I'd be awake. It was really weird. Anyway, this show is called Fool Me Once. Oh, yeah. Mom and I are watching that. Okay. Well, there you go. Never mind then. Of course you are. No, it's really good. We're talking to the audience, not to us. The <laughs> no, audience. I thought you. I was. I was going to recommend it to you. It's oh. good. Yeah. yeah, I think it's really like good. It. Yeah, it's like a this. Here's the here's the premise, audience. There's a woman <laughs> whose husband has passed away. He was murdered. In front of her. In, In front, front of her. And then her friend gets her a nanny cam, and. The woman is like looking at her nanny cam because because she, she's like, why not? Whatever, I'll just look at this. And she sees her husband come into her house and like pick up their child and talk right. to her on yep. the nanny cam. And he's supposed yep. to be like dead and buried. And yep. so then it's like a whole she's trying to figure out what's going on. And she's like, there's something happening. And I only watched, I think, two episodes of it because that was the last show that I watched. I was like, I can't watch any more TV. But... <laughs> I do like it, and I think it's interesting. Yeah. It, is in, it is interesting. No, it's a really, yeah. really good show. It's very well acted, too. I was going to say well that, written. like, yeah, everybody that's in it is really good, and it's well, yeah. So there you have it. I would agree. It's a really, really, like I said, television is <laughs> the best it's ever been. There's so many great things on TV now. It's unbelievable. I also watched an extremely strange show called Class of 07. Don't know that one. I don't know that you one. would hate it. It was absolutely ridiculous. Um, but it's like the whole thing is there's a girl that was on like a bachelorette, bachelor kind of show. And like the whole beginning of it is the guy is like, you're not my match. And then she throws a big fit and ends up like taking these doves out of cages. And she's just like, oh, everything here is fake. And these birds need to be let free and she's causing a whole scene and then one of the birds ends up pooping in her mouth god oh, jesus and then god. it goes and then it goes viral this video of her oh. and then she decides to live off the grid for six months and then when she's living off the grid all of a sudden all this water comes bursting out of the ground she's in australia okay. and then she has to go to a like an evacuation point like she has to go to a higher point and it happens to be her high school, which was an all-girls um, boarding school. It's like on top of a mountain. And it just so happens that their class reunion is going on at that same time. And so she shows up and she's trying to tell everybody that this is happening, but no one will listen to her. And so she decides to get wasted. And then all of a sudden, half the school falls into a sinkhole and everything is surrounded by water and then they have to like it's like the apocalypse basically and they're like we think we're the we're the only people left on the planet in this boarding school it sounds like a dream it's really weird it sounds weird but it was That's like it was like the perfect i have the flu show you know like i was like i don't have to be invested in this i don't have to care it's kind of dumb but it kept me entertained, and I watched the whole season. 
in what's, what's like a half day class of 07. Class of 07. And I watched it because I was the class of 07. See? Oh, yeah, I suppose you were. That's why I decided to watch it. I was like, oh, that's me. Like, I'll watch it. And yeah, it's, it was it was strange. It was a strange show. But You've been out of high school for 17 years? Yeah. I'm going to be 35 on... 20-year reunion is next year. <laughs> what the hell? I'm going to be 35 on Friday. You're still children. You can't do this. I'm going to be 35 on Friday, so... That's all I'm saying. You'll be 35 on Friday. Unbelievable. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful. Someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. All right, we've only got about 10 minutes left of the show here, so I do want to cover this, and thank you to the Pioneer Press for doing such a great job. I like the Pioneer Press a lot, I really do. Much-loved KS95 afternoon disc jockey Larry Moon Thompson dies after a long battle with multiple sclerosis. What? He was more... Yeah, Moon yeah. died. I didn't you know that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Moon died a couple oh, days ago. goodness. Uh, Friday, right? Yeah, Friday. I think. Was it Friday? Or was it Thursday <clears throat> night? I think it might have been Thursday night. I cannot remember. Oh. He was more than just a co-worker. He was like my brother, said his co-host, Stacy Matthews. Uh, Moon became a very good friend of the entire family. Thanks to Doug Sprinthal, as a matter of fact, because uh, Doug, uh, when he was working at Walzer, they advertised on my morning show over at the Q and also with Moon and Stacy over at uh, KS95. It's kind of interesting. I ended up back at Hubbard, where my career started anyway, and that's where it will be finished. There's no question I will stay at Hubbard until I retire some century. I don't know when that is, but... <clears throat> Moon, you couldn't ask for a nicer guy. He's just a terrific man. Great. His wife is a wonderful person. Popular former KS95 afternoon DJ. DJ, a disc jockey. Disc oh, jockey. When's the last time radio people used a disc? That's a good question. <sighs> yeah. It's been Probably a while. It doesn't happen a whole lot. No. Uh, Larry Moon Thompson has died after a long battle with multiple sclerosis. He was 65. The station announced Thursday that Thompson, a 17-year vet, of KS95's Moon and Stacy show died overnight. So, yeah, so he died on the night of the 16th into the 17th. Multiple sclerosis is one of the strangest things. Yep, sure is. is. It's so weird. Some people seem to live with it for a long, long time, and some people just get devastated. And it just seems like it comes out of nowhere, and it's just like all of a sudden this person has multiple sclerosis, and there's nothing you can do about it, and... There you go. It's like, what? God, it's a great picture of them they put in the Pioneer Press, too. It's a great picture of Moon. No question. Um, by that afternoon, management had billboards up around Twin Cities honoring Thompson that read, Love You to the Moon and Back, Moon, 1958 to 2024. Thompson started at the station in two, uh, 2003, was diagnosed with MS two years later, and left KS95 in October 2019 to focus on his health. Mr. Moon, oh my, said his former co-host, Stacy Matthews. He was the most unusual man I've ever met and funnier off the air than on. We wouldn't air the funnier stuff. Uh, he was more than just a co-worker. He was like my brother. That's the best way I can describe it. We have something special. That's why it hit us so very, very hard. Moon had a heart of gold. I would agree with that 100%, by the way. And Hutch, Greg Hutchinson. Hutch on uh, the Hutch and Stacy show. Now he took Moon's spot. Hutch was nice enough to call into the show my morning show, and uh, that was really, really nice of him to do. Moon had a heart of gold, said Greg Hutch Hutchinson, who took over Thompson's spot on the afternoon show. He was always in your corner and a genuine friend to everyone he met. He made the listeners feel like they were family. 
A Nebraska native and lifelong Huskers fan, Thompson co-hosted successful morning shows in Houston, Denver, and Las Vegas before taking the job at KS95. The idea of a morning-style show to the afternoon was a new one, said Dan Seaman, vice president, market manager for KS95's parent company, Hubbard Radio. Until Moon and Stacy, afternoon drive was mostly about music, Seaman said. They gave them the opportunity to be entertaining and not uh, worry so much about playing music. Hubbard felt uh, entertaining personalities were going to be the difference, and they dominated for 17 years. It was Moon and Stacy that... Uh, that built that foundation. You know how someone can uh, own the room? He was able to do that on a radio station. It's hard to be personal in broadcasting, but Moon made it personal with everyone who listened. His life was an open book. Won the Marconi Award, of course. The the I can't read the entire um, story because <laughs> it, it's quite long. Uh, but it was nice. And again, thank you to Hutch for calling into my show just a few days. Well, it's a day. That was Friday. That was Friday, yeah. So, uh, you know, just a couple of days ago, ladies and gentlemen, I just, it was so nice of me. He started crying, made me tear up as well. Moon, you could, I cannot tell you what a nice guy Moon was. He was just a great person, very, very funny guy, did just a great job, no question about that. Thompson is survived by his wife Cynthia and three children. KS95's website has a page devoted to memories of Thompson and has set up Moon's Miracle Fund to fight MS with proceeds benefiting the MS Society of Minnesota. So I think that's wonderful, don't you? I do. I only met him a couple of times um, after he was off the air, and he just had a great attitude about everything. Oh, he, yeah, he did. came on our show <clears throat> several times. Yeah, he's a great guy. He did indeed. I'd get a call from Moon about every once a week, something like that. Uh, Moon would give me a call, and he'd go, Tommy, I need your help with something. I said, yeah, what, what do you need, Moon? I lost my catheter. I said, how the hell do you want me to help you with that? <laughs> that you lost your catheter. And he'd start laughing. He thought that was very, very funny that I should come over and help him look for his catheter. Well, hopefully you lost it taking it out, not putting it in. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That would be a problem. But, no, he was a tremendous, tremendous guy. Uh, 17 years just dominated afternoon drive in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. Sweetheart of a guy. His wife, Cynthia, is just, well, I mean, we went to dinner with him a couple of times mm-hmm. with Doug Sprinthal and his lovely wife and the six of us went to dinner, just had a wonderful time. Uh, he was so humble, as talented as the man was, he, he would always tell you how much, how much he admired your abilities and how much he loved to listen to you. And it was, I, he was just a wonderful guy. Uh, MS. Where, where does MS even come from? It's a nerve. You don't really know. Yeah. It's the immune system attacking um, white matter, I believe. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah, and it causes uh, causes lesions in the brain and along the spine, yeah. which can ca- it can cause any sort of symptom. Basically, yeah. Um, it can be bad enough that you know your life is drastically shortened, and it can be mild enough that you. Barely even notice it's there. Yeah, I ran into a friend of mine that I hadn't seen in years and years and years since, like, high school. And um, she said that she had MS. And I was like, oh. I was like, Ugh. no. Uh. And she said, oh, mine's very, very mild. I Every once in a while, you know, stumble around. Yeah, they'll have a flare-up. Yeah. Really? yeah. Every once yeah. in a while I stumble a little bit, and it's really <clears throat> not that bad. Yeah, the relapsing, remitting kind is, I think, the good one. Okay. Well, good, you know, being yeah. a relative term. But, yeah, it's basically like they'll have a flare-up, and they'll have, like, you know, some tingling in their legs or something like that. And then it'll go away, and then they might not have another flare for five years. Yeah. Well, and then so weird. I remember reading something once that there's, like, MS doesn't really exist below the Mason-Dixon line. Yep. Oh, really? Yeah. They think that it might be vitamin D related. Yeah. Yeah, somehow related to the sun, I think. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. God, I had no idea that that was a situation. Yeah. Yeah, because vitamin D is one of those weird things that it's like you can get your levels checked and they look fine, but you could be a person that needs more vitamin D than everybody else. And like like, it's weird. But can you OD on D? You can. Uh, technically, you can, but, but you have to takes, take quite a yeah, bit. Like a crazy amount of vitamin D. Oh. Yeah. The, so, the mnemonic, the 
<clears throat> the vitamins that you can OD on, the common ones, are A, D, and E. Mm -hmm. Oh. You require aid uh, if you take too much of them. Yeah, because they're fat-soluble, not yep. water-soluble. Exactly. Yeah. All right, we only got a couple minutes left. Any wrap-up comments? But anyway, Moon, we will miss you forever. <laughs> yeah, you were a lovely man sad. and a great friend. Thank you. Yeah, enough of this loss of... It's I know, like Pat people. Ebert's going to keep well, happening. I was going to say, it's, you know people, you know people that are yep. going to die. I know. I never was in the same room with <clears throat> Pat Ebert's and Moon. That would have been something else. Be in the same room something. with those two. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. And we lost them both in the last month. It's yep. unbelievable. All right, that is going to do it. We'll talk to you tomorrow.